It's another edition of the uh, Boilers Extra podcast. Uh, after uh, Wednesday night, uh, Purdue in Chile, Minnesota. And those of you that are in um, the Lafayette area or Indiana, you're probably getting buried by snow. In Minneapolis, it's just the temperature has a negative number by it. Quite chilly. But it's February, it's the Midwest, this is what you expect. But Purdue was anything but chilly on this night at Williams Arena. I'm sure you love that segue. You know, Purdue had a great start offensively, 8 for 8. Things were were clicking. Uh, The offense was flowing really well. Um, and I, you know, I just, I, I just thought the, the start kind of set the tone for them and got them all into the game. Uh, Jay Nivey was a little, you know, a little bit more patient, uh, with the ball. Um, played at a, a little bit of slower pace. Uh, and, you know, Purdue fed the big, Zach Eady, uh, fed one of the big guys. Uh, and, you know, Purdue got off to a good start, and you know Minnesota came back, and that's just the way things go. And you know, but you know, Purdue was able to to make make enough plays um, to to get out of Williams Arena with a 15 point win. I, I just thought this was a game for Purdue where they showed some some strides, uh, not gigantic strides, but just small little things, in my opinion that can lead to, to bigger things down the road. Um, you know, just like you know, we've, we've seen it this year from this team where, this, where they'll, they'll build a, a nice lead and you think they have everything in hand and then um, they just get away from what they're doing. And I, I thought in the, in the first half uh, tonight, you know, they, they build a nice lead. They... Um, they got you know they got things going that way, but then you know they just kind of went away from it offensively. They you know they took quick shots. Um, they didn't pound the ball inside. They tried to play too much one on one, and all of a sudden Minnesota gets back into the game. But I thought tonight where they were different was Purdue kind of quickly regained that edge. They didn't let they didn't let that linger as much as they had in other games, and you know I thought that was uh, important for them to to do that. Uh, so you know credit for them for you know they get in a rut but they got out of it. I think they got out of it quicker than they have in other games, and you know that was one of the I, I think one of the, the small things that kind of happened tonight. You know, Ivy playing with the pace that he did. You know, he was more uh, under control. Um, and I thought that was a positive where he was able to, to set up his his teammates uh, really well. Uh, I may sound a little, like, lost because I'm trying to figure out where the, where the hell to go here. Um but I, I thought the pace that he played with was was kind of the right tempo that he that he needs to play with, and uh, I just went around in circles. Uh, but I think I'm on the right right path now. I get confused when I'm up here, like, ooh, what's north, what's south? 
Uh, I just, I get confused. But anyway, you know, Ivy played with a good pace, uh, set up his teammates, got the shots that he wanted. And, and yes, did he bomb some three-pointers that quick in a shot clock? He sure did. Uh, that part of it's probably not going to disappear. Uh, but I just thought the way that he kind of controlled the game with the ball in his hands um, was better than what it what it had been in, in certain games. Now, I think some of that is, uh, you know, he plays at home. The crowd gets into it. And I think he wants to do a little bit more. He wants to add a little bit more juice to that. Uh, where tonight there was no, um, I mean, there was no home crowd, really. It was a small gathering of, of humans in Williams Arena. And there were very little Purdue fans. There were there were some, but not a lot. So, you know, he didn't have the crowd to play to a little bit. And, you know, maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe Saturday against Michigan, it'll return to the old Ivy. Uh, but he just seemed more in control tonight. And some of that may be that Minnesota just didn't have anybody to guard him uh, or really stick stick with him. Uh, but, you know, you, you live with that talent, and you just accept that's that's kind of who he is and, uh, you know, what it's going to be. Uh, you know, Matt Banner recruited him for a reason, and that was to make plays. And I would say the last three games that he's played, he's, he's made a lot of plays for Purdue. And, you know, again, his pace I thought was, was solid tonight. You know, and then in the second half, you know, Minnesota makes makes a run. Everybody makes a run against Purdue. Everybody, make, everybody in the Big Ten makes a run. I mean, Northwestern was up. Uh, uh, they were up 24 last night against Rutgers. And Rutgers forced overtime. So, you know, things happen. Uh, that's 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 just what happens. Anyway, Minnesota gets within seven after trailing by 18. And, you know, Purdue takes a, a timeout. And then they answer. You know, they answered like they answered at Iowa with, you know, timely shots and uh, getting getting a stop or two uh, to get the game back under control. And they got up double digits and they stayed that way uh, uh, the rest of the time, pretty much. Uh, it may have slipped under 10 once, but, you know, Purdue, Purdue had pretty good control of this game, I thought. And Minnesota doesn't have the bigs to really, you know, stay with Edie and Williams. Uh, you know, each one of their bigs got four fouls, so they had they had twelve fouls between three players. Charlie Daniels, who is normally not a starter, uh, did start and picked up three fouls in the in the first you know before the first media timeout. Um, and I think two of those were against against Zach Eady. Uh but you know you know Zach's a, a handful for. For a team like Minnesota, I mean, a handful for everyone, not just Minnesota. But you know, Zach finished around the rim early. That, that's a that's a good tone center for them. Um, so you know, Purdue, you know, Purdue did what you wanted them to do tonight: come out, take care of business, got off to a good start, didn't let Minnesota hang around too long. Uh, you know, played with a double-digit lead most of the time, um, and you know had control of the game for the most part and that's what you wanted to see uh, from, a, from a game like this against a team that they're playing that doesn't have a lot of depth um, you know it's in a transition phase with the first year head coach uh, so you know this is, this is what you get, you get a nice uh, 15 point win heading into now what is going to be 
uh, the roughest, or the toughest, roughest uh, stretch, three-game stretch that Purdue will play probably. Um, you know, with Michigan twice and Illinois. You know, Illinois beats Wisconsin uh, tonight, so that moves them to the top. You know, Purdue's eight and three along with Wisconsin. You got Michigan State at eight and two. Uh, now Purdue gets Michigan at home, which the record's not impressive, but they still have the talent to cause problems. And then they host Illinois Tuesday, which is going to loom loom large because Illinois needs to win that game because they've lost to Purdue already. Um, you know, Illinois's got to go to Indiana on Saturday. You know, that's not going to be that's not going to be easy. Um, but then, you know, after Illinois, Purdue's got to go to Michigan. Uh, so they've got the next week is kind of probably define, you know, where they where they might end up in the Big Ten or if they can, you know, truly challenge for the, the Big Ten title as we get deeper into February. Uh, they'll have a say in it. But, you know, you, I think Purdue has kind of found itself a little bit. I, you know, I like the lineup now with, with Eric Hunter, Jr., um, in the starting lineup, along with Ivy, um, he still got a chance to get good production off the bench with Travion Williams uh, and other guys. Uh, but you know, Hunter, you know, I've talked about Hunter. I mean, he had 20 points tonight, career high. Uh, he was he was good defensively, and he was good, obviously, on the offensive end to to hit some threes and kind of keep things moving. Uh, and keep the the offense aggressive. So, you know, Purdue Purdue's probably found its its starting lineup for the rest of the year. I would I would say, uh, and based on how things have gone uh, this year, you know, these are probably Purdue's most uh, productive players and um, and the most consistent players that they've had this season. When you look at who started the game tonight, Ivy Hunter. Uh, Hunter's really come on here recently. Uh, Zach Eady, Mason Gillis, and Sasha Stefanovic. I mean, Stefanovic had seven assists tonight with 15 points and no turnovers. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a solid game right there. That's a really solid game. Um, so I, you know, I don't know if Painter's gonna whittle that bench even more than what he's had, what he has, and, and lean on the starters here. Uh, but I think, you know, the five that he had on the floor to start the game, you know, I, I think have, have separated themselves from some ever, from everyone else. You know, they, ha- they have good players on the bench. They still have good players on the bench. Not saying they don't. But, you know, Morton comes in and hits a three. You know, Caleb first gets a couple tip-ins in the second half when Minnesota's, you know, starting to get things going. And that, you know, and that's what you need. You need, you need guys like that to, um, you know, make those kind of contributions. And Purdue's still going to get solid contributions off the bench with Travion. Um, you know, he didn't have a great game tonight, but still had four assists uh, in 13 minutes. Whoops. Need to go over here. Um, so, yeah. I hope I don't end up in a ditch somewhere. Uh, although the, the road I'm on, there are, there are no ditches. <laughs> I just end up in a wall. Um, but, 
you know, they're still going to get good contributions from the bench. You know, foul trouble is going to loom in some of these games where you go, those guys are going to have to play extended minutes. Um, so, but I, you know, I think the five that he's had on the had on the floor tonight to start the game, you know, should be the lineup uh, for the rest of the year. And you know, Isaiah Thompson can still help and contribute, even though he's over three tonight. Um, you know, he's all these guys are still going to be valuable pieces to how far they go and what they can do here this season. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, and you, you're going to have to lean on some of these guys uh, as well. So, I, you know, I thought this was a, just a nice win to get uh, heading into this stretch uh, where the stakes are going to be a little bit higher uh, these next three games uh, where Purdue's going to have to, to really, you know, buckle down and yeah, they they need to make some improvements defensively. Uh, I get that, I understand that. I know people are bent out of shape about it, uh, but you know they are who they are. Uh, you know, Minnesota hit 11 three pointers tonight. Now some of those were contested, and you know some of them were not. But you know that's just kind of the game, the game of basketball sometimes, and Purdue. Purdue has to be better defensively, and there are certain players that need to be better defensively. Um, you know, they don't force a lot of turnovers, so you're you're not taking away scoring opportunities from opponents as much. I think Minnesota had five turnovers tonight. You know, Purdue only had nine, but you know, Purdue Purdue is not a high level turn you over type of team. Um, and if they could do that a little bit more, obviously their defense would be better. Uh, but you know what what happened tonight is you know they they played they played well on offense that they were they were allowed to set their defense. And at times it seemed like a back and forth ping pong type of game because both teams were shooting well from the three. And you know Minnesota you know had a lot of success there tonight. And you know this is this is going to be an issue, and it's not going away. Uh, will it be the downfall of this team? Hard to tell. But as I've I think as I've said all year, written all year, that you know this team is different in the fact that it can it can score, where a lot of Painters' other teams, their strength was defense, and they grinded out games where, you know, this team has the capability of not having to grind them out, but just um, be, being able to, you know, when you when you score, you know, Purdue can score. And not that they, they couldn't in the past. No, I don't want to go that way. I want to go the next one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but you know they they have the capability of scoring more, and they have more weapons to do it. And I think that um, you know that can that overshadows some of the things they do defensively. But you know they're going to have to be better uh, defensively when you get in a tournament play. They're going to be better against some better teams that they're getting ready to play. Um, 
but you know I, they've shown moments they just haven't probably shown enough of them to to satisfy enough people uh, and when you're used to seeing Purdue's teams play good defense it's kind of hard to to swallow that you know this team is not like other teams that Purdue's had they don't have they're not there and they probably will not get there so you've got to compensate for that in other areas and I feel like they have the talent to, to compensate for that with their offense and their rebounding um and that's you know that is part of the defense is rebounding and they I think Minnesota only um, got four offensive rebounds tonight uh, so Purdue did a you know as they as they have all year they've done a really good job of boxing out and uh, in, in, in limiting teams to uh, one shot and that, that is part of the defense but you do have to guard people you know there's other components to that, and um, you know, as I said, I'm repeating myself now. But that you know, they need to do a better job. But you know, will it click? Will it happen? You know, who knows? And but you know, if you can put some points on the board, kind of you know, puts that issue to rest a little bit. Alrighty, well, uh, sorry for the confusion. Sorry for the my inadequate driving skills or directions but you have no idea what I just went through to to get get to this point but we appreciate you stopping by and listening and uh, hopefully I can get back home uh, tomorrow don't know if that's going to be possible or not uh, so we'll try to get out of Minneapolis and get back and uh, get ready for you know, Saturday's game against uh, Michigan, 2.30 tip. And uh, as I said, it's going to start a really important stretch for Purdue. And, uh, you know, Michigan is, you know, I think Michigan's starting to put it together a little bit more, although they did struggle with uh, Nebraska uh, Tuesday night. I think they're starting to put it together a little bit more, and they're going to, you know, they're going to be a big challenge for, for Purdue with uh, Hunter Dickinson inside. And you know the weapons that they have on the uh, on the perimeter. So this is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for Purdue's defense, and you, you, we're going to we're going to kind of see where they're at and whether they can step up to that challenge against a talented team, but also a challenge for Purdue's offense to, to continue at the pace that they're they're playing at uh, right now uh, on the offensive end. All righty. Well, uh, again, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, if you're in Indiana, stay safe from the snowstorm and uh, we'll recap the Michigan game coming up on Saturday. Thanks again.